Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live.
Amen, amen. The Lord bless you, children of God. We greet each of you once again in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our strength and our redeemer, our shield and our buckler, our very present help in times of trouble. We thank God for who he is and what he does and what he has done and what he's going to do, God has been very good to us. I don't know about you out there and how you see it, but if you are under the sound of my voice, I know that God has been good to you as well. Those of you that have been worshiping with us, and it looks like there have been quite a few of you all in four corners of the earth, we praise God for each of you, and we pray that this broadcast is finding you prospering and in good health, even as your soul is prospering. Understand that if you really want prosperity, God says that is impossible without a steady diet of my word, saith the Lord. God's word is good food for a prospering soul, just like good food is, is good fuel for a prospering body. God's word is good food for a prospering soul. If you want to prosper, God says it's not really about having a Mercedes S class or whether or not you're living in a half a million dollar home or whether you're wearing the finest of clothes. God said, no, 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 that's not, those are just trappings, just that those are just trappings. But true prosperity, saith the Lord, comes from a soul that is dining steadily and consistently on the words of the true and living God. God's word is good fuel for your soul. God says you can take your automobile as well as it may be running and put the wrong kind of fuel in there. Mess around and put some kerosene in your, in your car engine and see how long it rides. Mess around and put some, 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 a car that is used to high tests and put some, some cheap fuel in it. And see and see the difference. Well, so it is when it comes down to the things of God. Good, solid food from God will build up your spirit. It will build up your soul, and it will eventually manifest in your physical body. It will eventually manifest with blessings uh, outwardly. So this is why God tells us he wants it's his will for you and I to prosper and to be in good health even as our soul prosper. God said, look. True prosperity starts inside you with my word. Just like I told you in Psalms, that blessed is the man who meditates on my word. What? Both day and night, or night and day. So prosperity begins on the inside, and it works its way. Come on, somebody. Outside, just like salvation. It begins on the inside, and it works its way to the outside. Even death, God says. When I told Adam, God said, Robert, when I told Adam that in the day that he eats from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he will surely die. When he ate, there was a, a, a death that took place inwardly that eventually, 900 and some years later, worked its way out till his physical body dropped dead. So understand that some of you under the sound of my voice that, that you say, Apostle, I've been serving God, I've been living for God, I've been trying to do the right thing, and, and everything, you know, don't seem like things have changed. Don't seem like there's your problem. You and I have never been instructed to walk by what it seemed like. 
Understand that if you are serving God, I, what was that revelation I told you all a couple of days ago? The Lord woke me up when we were going on a church trip and told me, Get, keep doing what is right. Keep doing what God wants you to do on a regular and continuous basis and see what God has for you next. Now, we've got to keep doing it. We've got to keep doing it. We've got to keep doing it. Okay. One of the saints is using an example in, in sports. Many times in sports, you want to you start from the inside out. You, you good teams normally they'll they'll start from the inside out. They'll they'll start where you know with a good solid core, a good solid nucleus, and then work their way out. Much like when you drop a pebble in water, the pebble hits in the water, but the ripples emanate from where the pebble was dropped. So it is with us as children of God, the Holy Spirit as our center. That's why we call this place, this church, this ministry, the Christian center. Christ at the center, everything else radiates out. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know we are about to conclude our most recent topic, God's mission for my life has not changed. I want to encourage you, child of God, under the sound of my voice, in spite of your difficulties, trials, and tribulations, hardships, and whatever else you may be going through, God's mission for your life has not changed. And the mission is waiting for you. No matter what kind of peewee great adventure you may be going on or you may be on, the mission or, or, or the purpose and the calling for which God created you is waiting for you. Now, my prayer for you is that you get to it. Because if you don't mess around, the Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. If you don't get back to what God chose you to do, and decided before the foundations of the earth were ever laid that he wanted you to do. If you don't ever get to that, shame on you. It's going to be a bad, it's going to be a bad, bad turn of events. So let us take the time to find out why God has put us here and what God wants us to do. Because oftentimes they, they will run hand in hand. We looked at capital A when you've turned back. Luke twenty two thirty two, Mark fourteen twenty seven, capital B. The fish don't change the mission. Punishment, the chase ties, that doesn't change the mission. The difficulties, the hardships, none of that changes the mission. Jonah one seventeen, Jonah one and six, capital C. His mission, his purpose. Keep in mind that it's God the one got the mission for you, and it's His purpose that we want to uh, help to to come to pass. Romans eight twenty eight, First Samuel fifteen eighteen, capital D. His people, his church, 1 Kings 3 and 9, Matthew 16 and 18. It brings us on down to capital E in our outline. Uh, we looked at today when God is pleased. When God is pleased. We looked at Galatians chapter 1, verse 15 earlier today. It brings us on down to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 17. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 17, from the New International Version. Our scripture reads, For he, or Jesus, received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, 
This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Capital E, when God is pleased. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name we pray. Again, we bless you. We appreciate you. We reverence you. Thank you, Father, for safe passage on slippery, icy roads. We thank you, Father, for keeping us, for protecting us, for providing for us. So many things, Heavenly Father, that you do on such a regular and consistent basis that if we are not careful, we will fail to recognize how many good things you do for us. Father, we pause reverently to say thank you. We pause reverently to appreciate you, to magnify you, to give you glory. We pause reverently to sit at your feet tonight and hear what your spirit has to say to us, your little children. Father, we can't do anything without you. We can't walk. We can't talk. We can't sing. We can't praise. We can't work. We can't exercise. And nothing, Father. But through you, we have learned that we can do all things. Thank you tonight, Father, for being in us, being around us, working through us, that your good, pleasing, and perfect will may be done. We ask, Father, as we study tonight, that you will show us what you want us to see, speak to us and through us what you want said, that your name, which is above all other names, will be glorified, honored, and praised, and that your people, wherever they may be, whatever season they may be in, whatever physical place they may be in, may they be blessed tonight as they hear your word. This is our prayer, Father. We count it done in Jesus' mighty and glorious name, we pray. Amen and amen. Second Peter chapter 1 deals with a few topics. Verses 3 through 11 deal with making one's calling and election sure. Making one's calling and election sure. In other words, you need to know what God has called you to do, and you need to know that you say it. Either messing up on either one of them right there can spell doom for you on an eternal scale, on an eternal level. You better make sure that you know you saved, and you better make sure you know that what God wants you to do. Well, we're not going to get too far into that. But we're going to look here at verses 12 on down, deal with prophecy of Scripture. In other words, God's holy, righteous, and pure word. Now, God says, let my people know immediately, Robert, if they don't handle my word right, I'm not going to be pleased if they don't handle my word right. Now, you say, Apostle, how can we handle God's word wrong? Well, number one, you just like you can rightly divide, come on, somebody, the word of God, you can wrongly divide. The word of God. That's one way you can handle God's word wrong. God said the main way you can handle my word wrong is don't do it. God said because when I'm talking to you, I mean for what I'm saying to be carried out by what? You. One of the saints is hollering expeditiously. So 
when we don't when we don't do what God has told us to do, understand you handling God's word wrong. In essence, you saying, "Ah, oh, Lord, ain't nobody, ain't nobody studying that what you're talking about. Ain't nobody thinking about that what you." And God saying, "What?" One of the things he's using as an example, nitroglycerin, very powerful explosive. You handle it wrong, you can mess around and and and, and blow yourself up, do yourself some damage. Now, we're going to come on down here and understand something as Peter wants the people to understand. And this is, this is, this is something that uh, true servants of God will want their hearers to understand. True. I noticed I, I said true servants of God. Because true servants of God are going to tell you what God got to say, whether it's logos, word, or whether it's rhema word. See, all the Logos word of God is, is what is written right there, what God has already said. Right there, it's in black and white. Well, the rhema word of God is God still talking, but he's just explaining what he has already said. See, God is so awesome that it, it, it takes him to explain his word. That's where we talk about and we get the understanding of rightly dividing the word of truth. That's allowing the Holy Spirit to let you know what the Holy Spirit has already said. What the Word of God is, is what the Holy Spirit has said and has recorded in the books. Well, the, the rhema, that's the Logos word. Well, the rhema word is the Holy Spirit explaining further and explaining deeper what, what he has already said. All right. God says, give it to him in human terms, Robert, because some of them... Some of them still don't happen. Much like the difference between preaching and teaching. Preaching is proclaiming or telling you what to do. Now, as a coach, I could preach basketball or I could teach basketball. Most of your great coaches are great teachers of basketball, not great preachers of basketball. Now, I'm going to show you the difference. A preacher of basketball will just tell his players, shoot the ball in the basket. Stop the other team from scoring. And I've, I've seen coaches with this kind of, out there with this. I was with one of my coworkers years ago. We, when we were coaching basketball, uh, he was also one of my <laughs> assistant coaches. We had went down to, um, let's just say, uh, another city and watched a team that was doing very, very well. We were doing very well in our division, but this was the team that was doing very, very well in the next division up. And so we decided we were going to go and we were going to sit right behind this particular coach. We had a team that was doing very, very well, and we were going to sit right behind him and maybe glean some pearls of wisdom. And as we sat behind the coach, the timeout was called, and we were almost right in the huddle with the coach and the team, just trying to glean some pearls of wisdom. And uh, <laughs> the coach said uh, to his players, the team wasn't playing very well. His team, you know, they were doing very, very well in the season, but they weren't doing particularly well at this point in the game. And we were like, we're going to hear something, man. Let's get on down in here. Let's see. Let's, uh. And we got down in there, and the coach said, uh, guys, what we've got to do is we've got to put the ball in the basket. <laughs> 
And and then on the defensive end, we've got to stop them from putting the ball in our basket. Horn blew. <clears throat> Time for the teams to go back out. Me and the, the sister, me and the right down the street. We looked at he was about he was about he's such a funny cat. He looked at me. <laughs> I looked at him. He was like, "B, what kind of foolishness?" I said, "Man, come on, let me." And you say, "Apostle, what you got there?" Now, what would teaching would be? Teaching would say not just put the ball in the hole, but look, man. You know what you need to do is when that pick is set for you, you need to come off little Johnny's shoulder close so that the defense doesn't have an opportunity to squeeze between you. See what's happening now, or or or, or what's happening? The reason why that last shot of yours got blocked, you went hard to the left, but you came back with your right hand. Keep the ball in the left hand. Protect the ball with your body. Go up strong. Oh, okay. So teaching is explaining what to do. Now, you got what is known as false preachers, and you got false teachers, just like you got true teachers and you got true preachers. A false preacher will be telling you the wrong thing to do. Go out there and sell some coochie, baby. Go out there and say some drugs. You're preaching. You're proclaiming. But you're telling me the wrong what? Thing. Now, a false teacher False teachers will be teaching you how to do the wrong thing. They'll be explaining to you. See, you guys, you don't you know there's some characters out there that have explained to uh, young prostitutes how to how to how to uh, sell their body. Don't you know there's some characters out there that have explained to young drug addicts to look here, man, come here, come here, uh, uh, little Johnny, let me school you on how to sell that them crack rocks. See you a false teacher. So, so when we look at false preachers, these individuals are pro- telling, proclaiming something that's wrong to you. You out there hollering that Jesus Christ is not God's only begotten Son. You see, you a false, you a false preacher. That's what the Pharisees, teachers of the law, many of those groups were that opposed Jesus. They were they were false teachers and false preachers. False teachers will be explaining the wrong thing. To you, so we want to be true what preachers, and we want to be true teachers. Only way we can do that is through and by the Holy Spirit. And this is why Peter come in verse sixteen and said, "Look, we did not follow cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ." Peter said, "You need to understand that 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 this this this." This that we are sharing with you, this that we are teaching you all, this that we are proclaiming to you all, this that we done left our jobs for. Let me get this straight. You think we playing around? We left our careers to proclaim this to you? We left our occupations, our our sure money that was coming in in order to teach this to you, and you think we playing around? Peter said we did not, and we did not what? We did not follow cleverly invented stories. See, I'm not, I'm not following a cleverly invented story. And my encouragement to you, no, we're not here to follow cle- myths, cleverly invented stories. We are here to follow the son of the most high God. So we didn't follow cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Peter said, look, 
Well, Christ, look, I ain't, Peter said, I ain't perfect. I ain't perfect. But Peter said, look, Christ has made a real difference in my life, and I know that's true. With my imperfect denying Christ three times before the rooster crow, up on the roof, praying, got hungry, and the Lord letting down a sheet and told me to go and eat, and I refused to eat self, I know that Christ has made a real difference in my life. The Bible says, Peter said, for we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. You need to understand, child of God, you need to be an eye. There's some things in the gospel, some things about God that you need to be an eyewitness of. That means some things, there need to be some things. You ought to be able to, 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 to uh, expound on some things that you have seen that you know God did. You, nobody got to tell you. Nobody, nobody going to convince you otherwise. There need to be, Peter said, look, we were eyewitnesses. We were eyewitnesses of his majesty. We look, Peter said, we look right at the king of kings. We look right at the Lord of lords. We look right at him turn water into wine. We look right at him come walking out. We look, we look, we're not following cleverly invented stories. Peter said, we ain't got no time for that. We've seen some stuff that has changed the very course of our life. Peter said, well, look, we have experienced some stuff that has lit an eternal fire in the essence of who we are. With our mistake making, sometimes not doing all of that's true, all of that's true, but still, we done seen some stuff that we know is real. We were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he or Jesus received honor and glory from God. What are we talking about now? What we say our topic is when God is pleased. So you need to understand that when God is pleased, you will receive honor and glory from God. God will honor you. Nah, ain't nobody tripping too much off whether man honor. God done already told us that, that when men hate you and when men exclude you and when men insult you and when men reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man, God said rejoice. Some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, folk hating you, you bust out crying. Oh, they don't like me. They exclude you. Oh, they didn't invite me to the program. Oh, uh, they, they, uh, all that kind of stuff. They insult you. Oh, they talk about me. They said something. Next. They reject your name as evil. Oh, they think I'm back. See, they, you, and you know you living for God and you serving the true and living God, you ought to get your dance on. Mm. Some of y'all like that dance that in. Uh-huh, that's right, that's right. You are to rejoice in that day and leap for joy. For in the same way, the, Jesus said, they treated the prophets which were before you. That's just what true prophets get. You know, sometimes I'll be around here, Lord, how come he, you know, I know I'm telling them what you say, and I don't know, how come it got be like the robbers? Settle down, man. That's just what prophets get. False prophets? God said they loved them. They loved them just like their forefathers loved them. Folk that ain't telling them none of what, what I have told them to say. Folk that ain't proclaiming none of what I done told. Folk that ain't teaching none of what. They, they loved them. Jesus said, didn't I tell you that, that, that cursed are you? Woe unto you when all men speak well of you. For in the same way, 
their fathers treated the false prophets, which were before. God said, no, what's up, man? God said, I got you. God said, I got you. Well, so when we please God, he received honor and glory, the Bible says, from God the Father. See, some of us want to receive our honor and glory from our peers. God said, that's not, that's not, that's not how it go all the time. Jesus received honor and glory from who? What the Bible say? From God. That's who we ought to have our attention and our focus on receiving honor and glory from. Because what you do to receive honor and glory from God is not the same stuff you do to receive honor and glory from man. It's two, it's two worlds apart. We went over a little earlier today, or I think it was, or, or one of the earlier days. Paul said, if I'm still trying to please men, Paul said, am I trying to please men, or am I trying to please God? If I'm still trying to please men, Paul said, I wouldn't be a servant of Christ. Why? Because what you do to please God, that's a whole different thing from what you do to please men. Oftentimes, what you do to please God upsets men. And oftentimes, what you do to please men upsets God. Now, you've got to take your pick. You're going to be a man pleaser, which a lot of you are out there under the sound of my voice. You're just a man pleaser. You want to say what, what you think people want to hear so they like you, want to do stuff that people want you to do so they like you. Or you're going to be a God pleaser. And never mind whether or not y'all like me. Let me make sure God like me. Because if God be for me, then how you going to stop me? Who? I want to know how you going to stop me. God said, because if I be for you, who, Robert, can be against you? We about done, children of God, with this message here tonight. From God, Christ received honor and glory. When the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, this is my son. See, that's, that's what I want to hear out of God. That's what I want. Right there, I'm good. I'm good with that right there. Because, see, every one of us is either a son of God or a child of the devil. So God said, look, regardless of who you think Jesus is, regardless of who you believe Jesus is, regardless of who you believe Jesus is not, God said, I have already spoken as to who he is. That's what I want. All I want to hear God say, that's my son right there. Because as long as you and I are a son in the family of God, there is honor and there's glory, there's benefit, there's going to be some good things coming our way just by being a son, just by being a son now, just by being a son. This is my son whom I love. See, God loves everybody, but God said, Robert, let them know that everybody's not my son. Some of you all out there been running around telling a lie. We all God's children. Liar, liar, pants on fire. No, we are not all God's children. We are all loved by God. But Jesus pointed out clearly that the deeds of your father you will do. There's some folk, their father is the devil. So God loves everybody, but God said everybody is not my son. Jesus had both of these qualifications. I want both of these qualifications. I don't want to just be loved by God. No, I want to be a son. 
And then I want this third one too. With him, I am well pleased. Now, these are another three things you need to have in your life. Everybody got one of them, but everybody don't have, don't have two or more. Everybody got one of these. Three things is what? What are the three things? This is, everybody's not a son. Everybody is love, and everybody's not pleasing God. So you guys, some, some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, you only got one of them things going. You love by God. That's it. You're not a son of God, and you're not pleasing God. And that's what we're talking about tonight, when God is pleased. Now, the only way God says, Robert, you need to let my people know this, that the only way they can please me is that they are my sons or my daughter. That's the only way they can please me. God said, there's nothing you can do that will please me if you're not my son or my daughter. So I said, I love you. Everybody, one is a given. One of these three is a given that everybody got. God said, I love everybody. That's a given. But you got to take another step. You got to become my son in order to take the third step, which is to police me. We about done. This is a good message tonight. This is good, good sound doctrine, just like eating meat and potatoes. Peter said, "We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain." Peter said, "Look, this won't, this won't God speaking in our spirit." Peter said, we heard the audible voice of God. See, see, most times God talked to me in my spirit. You know, most times he talked to me in my spirit. But the all Peter said, ah, that, ain't, that ain't what went on. We heard the audible voice of God speaking from heaven. God said, that, that'll, shake, that'll shake y'all up when I start talking. Audibly, God said, I shake you up. That's why God, he don't, he don't do that a whole lot. When God talks, can you imagine the voice of the great I am? The vo- it shook Peter and them up. Shook them up. To hear God. And talking about in the spirit. In the spirit, it is powerful enough. But the audible voice of God. Peter says, and we have heard the word of the prophets made more certain. We have the words of the prophets made more certain. And you will do well, watch this, to pay attention to it as to a light shining in dark places until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. God said, listen to your prophets now. I told you, you need three things in life. Preach prophets in the word of God. Here's Peter. Listen to your prophets now. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. Uh Uh-oh. Well, what is God taking us back to? God is, in essence, letting us to know again that the word of God is so complex. The word of God is so rich. It is so deep that it takes the spirit of God to interpret the word of God. That's why you got some people, some of you all out there under the sound of my voice that don't know God, you, 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 
you talk the nonsense that the Bible is filled with what? What is it they say the Bible is filled with? Uh, what do they say? Uh, contradictions. That's why that kind of foolishness gets talked. That's why some of you talk that kind of nonsense. Listen, the Holy Spirit is not contradicting the Holy Spirit. If you out there under the sound of my voice and you even think that there's a contradiction in the, the, the good, pleasing, and perfect word of God, you, you need to rebuke that devil in the name of Jesus. That's all that is is a demon that has gotten in your mind to get you to think, convince you that God's word, that God is somehow don't know what he's talking about. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that, that to even utter that? The Bible, the Bible is full of contradictions. To even let that come out of your mouth shows an abysmal ignorance. This is the undiluted, indisputable, incalculable word of the true and living God. If there's even something in the word of God that looks like a contradiction, you need to pray that God open your eyes of understanding. Because the problem is in us. Nothing wrong with God's word. Nowhere. Look, children of God, we the ones make the mistake. God don't. And God said when it comes down to these 66 books of the Bible here, the prophecy never had its origin in the will of man. God's word ain't about what men want and what men think. and what me, but, but The word of God is about what God wants. It's about God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. God said, look, prophecy never had its origin in the will of man. That's why, that's why I, I love Joseph as a prophet. Love Joseph as a prophet. You know, when Joseph was in prison with the chief cupbearer and the chief baker, you know, both of them had a dream, and they were disturbed. Joseph was like, bring it here. God, can, God will do it. God will, God will show you exactly what you dream. The chief cupbearer presented his dream to Joseph. Joseph was like, three days, you're going to be lifted back to your position. God's going to do something real, real good for you. Chief, chief Baker was like, uh, he heard that. And maybe, uh, let me tell him my dream, too. I got, must got some good stuff coming to me, too. And he told Joseph his dream. Joseph said, in three days, the Pharaoh going to cut your head off. What are you talking about? And went right on about his business, just like he hadn't said nothing. He said, Apostle, what's driving that? Because prophecy is going to involve some good things happening to some of y'all out there because you're doing good things. And prophecy involves some bad things coming to some of y'all out there because you're doing some bad things. Our ancestor Adam ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There's some good, good things coming to some of y'all out there under the sound of my voice. And there's some evil, evil things coming to some of y'all out there under the sound of my voice. Get around me. I'll let you know, what, I'll let you know which one. God will reveal to me. And that's one reason why a lot of times folks won't stay away from a prophet. <laughs> I, I did. I remember my grandfather. Oh, I, I avoided him like the bubonic plague when I was foolish, young and foolish. You know, didn't realize what, what the problem was, you know. All it is is be the demonic spirits that, that be in you want to try to keep you away from the light of God. And them demonic spirits be like, get away from him. He there, you go over here. He here, you go over there. That's all it be. And you don't you don't know, you don't even know why. You don't even know why. It'd be demonic. It'd be light and darkness have no what? No fellowship. With me, I tried to stay away from my grandfather when before I was saved, it was because I was filled up with darkness. I didn't even know why. I, but I didn't want to be around him. He always telling me something about the Bible, telling me something out of the book of Proverbs, telling me something. And then after I got saved, I, I, I became like a tumor on his arm. I became like a tumor. I'd go over to his house sometimes about this time of the night, 7, 8 o'clock in the night, and just stand out with him up under the 
under he had a, a carport in the back of his house and just stand out there at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning just like a new baby, listening, listening, listening to every word that came out of his mouth. He'd be hitting me with a lot of proverbs. Hit me, and I didn't even know it at the time. He hit me a whole lot. He used to hit me a whole lot with, with if you ever be a preacher, it's what you do. If you ever be a, a, a minister, this is what you do. This is what you don't do. See, this is what you don't. And, it, well, because he knew. He knew. Some of y'all out there, you just think old people is just old. Some of you out there, you think that nobody was living until you was born. And everybody, and everybody was just frozen in suspended animation until you was born. And that's when life got started. No, no. Come on, come on, man. We got to close this. So keep in mind that prophecy or the word of God. See, the word of God ain't got nothing to do with, with, with your will. Ain't got nothing to do with my will. Ain't got nothing to do with his will, her will. And that's why a lot of you out there, you kick against sound doctrine. Because sound doctrine ain't about what you want to do. It ain't about what I want to do. It's about what God wants us to do. It's about God's will, and that's what will is. It's what you want or what someone wants. Well, understand that God got a will. Understand that the devil got a will. Understand that you got a will. Everybody with a soul got a will. Everybody. Everybody got a will. Everybody got what they want to do. Well, what God wants out of you and I is for our will to come on over and merge with what? His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Let's get ready to close this message tonight. Prophecy never had its origin in the will of man. So God said, look, I ain't coming over into your will. I ain't coming over into that craziness you want to do, that craziness you want to, where you, that crazy place you want to go, that crazy place. Uh-uh. God said, I'm going to just rebuke all that. God said, bring your will. Get to the place out there under the sound of my voice where you want to do what God wants you to do. We're talking about pleasing God. God said, that's the only way you can please me. Come on over here and do what I want you to do. Make yourself like what I want you to do. And we can do it. Just like we can make ourselves like something stupid. We can make ourselves like something good. Don't you know with some students that have trained themselves to the place where they like studying? Good students. There's some good students out there that have made themselves like studying. Studying ain't something that, that we normally like to do. Don't you know to say there's some good athletes out there that have made themselves like lifting weights, made themselves like running, made themselves, yeah, yeah, get fired up to do that. They made themselves like it. If you don't want to make yourself like some stuff, then all that means is that you're wicked and you're lazy. In Christianity, you've got to make yourself. We preached a sermon here. That was one of the last sermons I preached before I went to South America. Make yourself. And we understand making ourselves. You make yourself get up out of bed and go to work when you'd rather sleep. You make yourself uh, 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 pay a house payment when you'd rather have that money in your, po- in your hip pocket. But we understand making ourselves. Well, when it comes down to the things of God, get in the habit of making yourself. Make yourself. Say, I'm going to make myself study God's word this particular time every day. I'm going to make myself pray to God. This way. I'm going to make myself give this particular amount. Make yourself. Do you think self going to just want to? You think yourself, you think myself won't give to the kingdom of God any more than yourself? No, because my flesh is just as corrupt as yours. But we got to, we got to bring our will 
over to God's will. So it ain't about what I want. Yeah, Lord, I would have loved to have that $25,000 that was spent traveling all over, about twenty five over these last few years and going into different countries. Lord, I would love to have that sitting in the bank account. And God said, I ain't got nothing to do with what you would love. I want the gospel carried. All righty then. I will. God, listen, prophecy never had its origin in the man, in the will of man. God said one of the saints is prophesying. Said it started with God, and this thing going to end with God. God said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Said, but men spoke from God, watch this, as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Some of you all out there out of sound of my voice, God said so. Some of y'all wonder how in the world can he get up there and preach and teach like that every single day? Hey, how can he do it? Don't give it one scripture. How? Let me tell you how. So you won't be looking at me. You won't be carried along by the Holy Spirit. I just wait for God to say something. I know his voice. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. And strangely, they will not follow. I know God's voice. He'll talk. And then I talk. So it's about like, so I, want some, I want one of you all, I'm sure how easy this thing, I want one of you all to say something. Say something. No. So, no. Uh, what a wonderful day we're having. Plenty rain. And plenty rain. Snow. And snow. Okay. And sleep. Can't hardly wait to see what tomorrow, well, what did I do? I waited for a sister to say something, and then all I did was say just what they said. And that's how it is when, when you got when the, the gift of prophecy or the gift of teaching. Just wait for God to speak. And that little pause, and on TV they do it, they call it a what? Delayed, what do they do with it? The daily delayed telecast. Sometimes on TV they'll have a delayed telecast. And, and the reason why they do that, in case somebody curse or somebody uh, bosom come flying out or something, and they got some time to react because you got people watching. So they'll do a delayed telecast. So it won't be live that you'll be watching. It may be 10 seconds, delayed telecast. So they'll be have time. They'll be watching. In case you say something crazy, they got time to bleep it. Well, that's that's similar to how it is with the gift of prophecy, or the gift of teaching, or the gift. You wait till God speak in your spirit. Till God say something. Then you say what he say say. Sometimes God will say something, and this this happened to me and you all at witness. God will say something in my spirit, and then he'll tell me, Robert, don't you say that. That might just be for me. Well, that might just be for Christian Son of Saints. God God said, Yeah, God be like, Yeah, that's that's what's really going on. But don't you say that. So, uh, men spoke. So you say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? In order to be a good prophet, in order to be a good teacher, in order to be a good preacher, you got to speak as you are carried along, what? By the Holy Spirit. And as you do that, my brother and my sister, you will be blessed. God will be pleased. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify you, we adore you. We thank you so much, Father, for the sound teachings that you have shared with us this evening. I pray, Heavenly Father, that your people have been encouraged, edified, and uplifted, that your name, which is above all other names, will gain continuously all glory, all the honor, and all the praise. This is our prayer. We ask these and all other blessings in Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Father, we also pray.
that if there are any among us that are any under the sound of our voice that do not know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, that they will ask you tonight to uh, save them from their sins, that they will confess with their mouth and believe in their heart the Lord Jesus and that you have raised him from the dead, and that, Father, you will, they will be filled with your Holy Spirit and made into a new creature. We trust in, Father, that you are doing that to someone tonight under the sound of my voice or whenever this broadcast is being heard. We are trusting that souls are being saved and uh, marriages are being restored, that, that uh, uh, lame and individuals' movement in the kingdom of God, that weak knees are being strengthened, feeble arms are being strengthened. Father, all of this, to your glory, to your honor, and to your praise. This is our prayer. We count done in Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Amen and amen. What do we got? Question? All right. How does explain how prosperity works? Good one. Question two. Come on. Difference. Good one. Good one. Explain the difference between preaching and teaching. Three. Number three. Where's number three person? All right, now I know that Porky Pig is not a member of this particular. All right, what's the origin? Explain the origin of prophecy. Three very good questions. May God continue to bless you, saints, and heaven smile on you all. Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristensermchurch at gmail.com. Check our website, www.ourchurch.com, backslash member, backslash, backslash, ccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444. Enter ID 17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christensen Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.